Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's Keith McPherson on The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Yeah, let's get it. That didn't take long at all. Right back at it on The Fan, KM to AM. Keith McPherson, your nighttime host, checking in until midnight. No guests tonight. I think I told you on my show two nights ago that, like, I don't know, sometimes the guests are hit and miss. I mean, last night they were good. Mike Florio was great, and so was Ian Begley, but it's just me tonight. And you, 877-337-6666. Can't wait to talk to you. Can't wait to take your calls. What's on TV tonight? What are we watching tonight? Of course, we're watching the ALCS. Former Met Max Scherzer versus Christian Javier. I talked about this uh, a couple nights ago. Who you rooting for, right? I know obviously the Met fan is rooting for Max to fail the same way they've seen him fail all season in big games. I'm also rooting for him to fail as a Yankees fan, as a New Yorker, as a host here at WFAN who was forced to watch his starts and talk about him all season. I get it. Yankee fans, we hate the Astros. I mean, you can keep hating on the Astros. They're in their seventh ALCS. It is what it is. They are what they are. Uh, But they are on the brink right here. They could go down 3-0 in this series. And, you know, Jeter was talking about the other night, you know, the Astros aren't out of it. We did go down 3-0. And then Big Poppy's like, you did? Like, I just, I hate that they always have to bring that stuff up. That was a rough time for me as a kid. The whole... Red Sox, Yankees, like I wish that never happened. That was when I really started to feel like Santa Claus wasn't real. That's when I started to realize like, the Yankees weren't going to win it every year. The curse wasn't going to last forever. But back to the uh, Astros, who Evan Roberts compared to the Yankees dynasty. I didn't really give that too much uh, time on air. That just was a, a troll take. That was obviously Evan trying to get people uh, riled up. The Astros have to win World Series to be compared to the dynasty that the Yankees had Winning three in a row, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they're going to win two in a row here. I think that Texas has the upper hand. But if they're going to win one game, let it be tonight. If they're going to win one game in this series, let it be against Max Scherzer. I would love to see that guy get rocked. I just didn't like the way he came here, hit the mega millions, $43 million. Steve Cohen paid him all this money, and he's supposed to be this Hall of Famer, this bulldog, this badass The guy was playing for the Rumble Ponies last year, and every time you needed him this year, oh, wait, sticky stuff? No, I put some rubbing alcohol on my hands. I swear on my kids. 
Every time the Mets needed him, he blew it. Every big game, he might give you a couple good innings, and you knew it was coming. So this is a big game tonight. I don't want to see him shine tonight because he got what he wanted. Don't you hate that? Don't you hate when people weasel their way out of situations and get rewarded for it? The way he dumped on the Mets organization, the way he ran to tell Ken Rosenthal, oh, yeah, I went and talked to them, and they're not looking to compete. I talked to Billy Epler and Steve Cohen, and they're not looking to be competitive. So, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm out. I want it out. You know, my wife, you know, she she knows, too. We, we want to be somewhere where we can win the World Series. And this guy's pouring beers on himself, popping bottles with the Rangers as if he's a, a lifelong Texas Ranger. He's a fraud. So, tonight, I hope he gets exposed. We'll certainly keep an eye on that. 877-337-6666. Uh, the guys are going to go see the Liberty play. I've been talking about the Liberty for weeks now. I'm glad that the New York Liberty have invited WFAN to a game. I talked about how they invited me out to a game earlier this season and last season, but they play at the exact same time that the Yankees play, so I was not able to get there. But I said, this is New York City. As much as we talk about the drought and looking for a champion and wanting a parade to come back to this great city, we have a team that's two wins away from actually doing that. And I get it that you don't watch WNBA. I don't watch WNBA um, NBA either, but I'm not going to ignore them. So I've been using my show the last two weeks to highlight the Liberty. I brought on Kia Clark, the CEO of the Liberty, as a guest. I brought on Sabrina Merchant, who covers the WNBA for The Athletic. You guys were listening. So uh, props to the Liberty for inviting WFAN. But, I mean, I'm not going to go to that game over hosting a five-hour KM to AM. I'm right here with you. But let's go Liberty. I mean, the Aces got a little banged up, and all the talk from Michael Wilbon about how Barclays Center in Brooklyn is dark and it's quiet and it's not a good atmosphere. It's one of the worst atmospheres in the NBA, in the WNBA. That's cap. It's not true. I've been to plenty Brooklyn Nets games. Never seen the Liberty play, but I know a lot of my Brooklyn Nets fans, they, they double up as Liberty fans. There's a lot of the same fans there. So let's go Liberty tonight. We'll keep eyes on that game. They got to even up the series and force a game five back in Vegas. Hopefully the guys have a good time. Hopefully they run into Darren Waller, Kelsey Plum's husband. She plays for the Aces, uh, Giants tight end, Darren Waller. What's up with Tiki, man? Tiki, why are you not going to the game with the guys? I like hear the show in and out, you know, in and out of uh, trying to get my son to nap and changing diapers and him screaming all day. His first little teeth are coming in. He's been bugging lately, but Tiki's not going to the Liberty game tonight and he's not going to Reds either. <laughs> I don't blame him. Uh, every time I hear that ad, throw more trash at more. I'm like, come on. Is this a, this is a real thing we're doing here? <laughs> Might be the worst promo and worst event all time in WFAN history. But, yeah, go out to Reds this Sunday and uh, throw some tomatoes at uh, Sean Morash and see Lugie and see uh, Evan, too. Let's talk football. There's two narratives that I want to bring to the table tonight, one in the NFL and then uh, I'll segue here into uh, baseball a little bit. But, you know, I played quarterback growing up. When I was a kid, I thought I could make it to the NFL. I was wrong. I was way wrong. Every step that I got higher up playing quarterback got harder. When I was 11 years old, my peewee coach made me play quarterback because we just had a lot of athletes on the team. I was one of the faster kids. I could throw the ball. And, you know, we don't need you to play running back. We don't need you to play receiver. We need a quarterback. I remember going home. And talking to my brother about it, and I was sad. And he's like, what happened at practice? Why are you so mad? Why are you so upset? I'm like, they made me quarterback. He's like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be quarterback. He said, why? I'm like, because everybody's going to be looking at me. 
I was I was 11. I didn't know any better. But he got me a ball. We started throwing. I started really like paying attention to quarterbacks more and more. I remember being 12 and 13 and drawing up little X's and O's and trying to study plays on Madden and just really trying to take in the game. It's the hardest position to play in all of sports. In my opinion, it's the hardest position to play. And in the NFL, it's the best of the best. There's really 64, but there's 32. You need 64. Every team needs two quarterbacks. You know, you got to have two quarterbacks. It is the hardest position to play and survive. You have the ball in your hand every single play. And every year it seems like there's a 4-5-4-4 defensive end. It's like these linemen get faster and bigger and stronger. You got 300-pound guys chasing you down, trying to take your head off. And obviously the rules are, you know, changing. So, hey, you can't touch the passer. But that's because, right, roughing the passer is enforced so heavily because they want to keep the starting quarterbacks healthy. The NFL product can suffer if you don't have the starting quarterbacks, if you have backup quarterbacks facing off. I mean, sometimes you get good stories like a Brock Purdy a third-string Mr. Irrelevant that arises through injury. But for the most part, you have to have two quarterbacks. That's why I felt like it was so negligent that the Jets had Zach Wilson as their QB2 coming into the season, knowing a 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers could get hurt. And he did right away. But obviously, Zach Wilson in year three has started to progress some. We give him kudos. I mean, look at the Giants. They paid Tyrod Taylor good money to be the backup. And is he going to play this week? I mean, Daniel Jones, he seems like he wants back in. I was looking at the reports. They met the media after practice or whatnot. And Daniel Jones, he says, I really don't feel too much pain in the neck or shoulder. He was cleared to throw. Uh, he's 5-1-1 one, one against Washington. I think he wants back in in this commander's game. But if I were the Giants, I wouldn't play around with that this weekend. Tyrod, you go. That's why we paid you. That's why you're a veteran. And I'd like to see what Tyrod can do with this offense building off of last week's game film, and game experience with Saquon in there as well. 877-337-6666. Back to the quarterback narrative. Anthony Richardson, top-drafted quarterback of the Colts, monster of a man, done. Done for the year with a shoulder injury. The Colts went out and signed Gardner Minshew before they drafted him. An insurance policy. You need two quarterbacks. I mean, Bryce Young was the number one overall quarterback drafted, and he's not the same size human being as Anthony Richardson. He's a lot smaller. So they went out and got Andy Dalton to back him up. We've already seen Andy Dalton in the game. I can go on. Deshaun Watson. I wish that man no luck. He's got the largest contract, right? He, he had the largest contract in NFL history, reset the quarterback market. The Browns weaseled their way in to get him, and now they're, they're getting what they deserve. He can't throw. He's got a shoulder issue. They are running out there with P.J. Walker, the pride of Elizabeth, New Jersey. Let's go, P.J. Knocked off the Niners last week, but they even drafted DTR, Dorian Thompson-Robinson out of UCLA, who I'm a big fan of, but that kid was not ready to go. He played one game as a rookie. He was not ready to go. It's the hardest position to play, even if you were the best quarterback at your college. Coming into the NFL, it is not the same. It's the hardest thing to do. I mean, the Cardinals drafted Kyler Murray number one overall. They're trying to get him back into the fold. They have defaulted into running out rocket scientist Joshua Dobbs, who's a journeyman now, has played for a bunch of teams. Justin Fields has gone down. Justin Fields was a top pick. And uh, now the Tyson Bajan era begins. Are you guys familiar with Tyson Bajan? I know somebody out there knows who Casey Bajan is. Casey Bajan, Tyson Bajan's, um, or Travis Bajan, 
I'm mixing them up. Tyson Bajan is now starting the uh, starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Follow me. Justin Fields goes down, and now you've got this kid, Tyson Bajan, stepping in there. Travis Bajan is his dad. Travis Bajan is, like, one of the greatest arm wrestlers of all time. My guy Max just put me on this. Shout out to Max Wolf, literally just putting me on this, like, two, three weeks ago. And Tyson Bajan is coming out of Shepherd University. But he's like the best quarterback to ever play at Shepherd University, a small school. I think they're Division Two or maybe three. He's going to get a chance to start for the Bears. He got in the game last week. It didn't go good. Fumble, turnovers, bad first start for the kid. But he was lights out in college, and now he's going to get a chance to rock. Justin Fields has a dislocated thumb. You need two quarterbacks. I mean, we saw Skylar Thompson start for the Dolphins in the playoffs. We saw Tyler Huntley start for the Ravens. In the playoffs, arguably, if they would have had Tua and Lamar, they would have won. I mean, Trevor Lawrence just had an injury scare. I'll give you my Thursday night football pick tonight because I won't be on until after the game tomorrow, but he's trying to play. You know, his head coach, Doug Peterson, won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles as the starting quarterback. You need two quarterbacks. So I say that to say this. I mean, look at the situation here in New York. If the Giants keep losing games and they fall into the top five picks, how can they not draft their own quarterback? Brian Dable and Joe Shane, draft their own guy. And then in a year, get out of the contract with Daniel Jones. And for the Jets, you know, all the talk yesterday about Aaron Rodgers returning Aaron Rodgers, I think that's reckless. I think that's irresponsible. The Jets can't ever seem to draft the right quarterback. And now they have Aaron Rodgers trying to make his way back. And it's like, for what? For him to get hurt again and aggravate an injury again and then put next year in the jeopardy? And then after next year, where do the Jets go at the quarterback position? You're not winning anything without a quarterback. So we're going to talk about quarterbacks tonight. Netflix has that quarterback series. I don't know if you saw that with Kirk Cousins, Mariota, and Patrick Mahomes. I loved it. Rumor has it that Matthew Stafford's in it this year. But you need to. And I'm sure you can think of examples where they needed a backup quarterback. I mean, just this year when Aaron Rodgers went down, we're talking about Jameis Winston. They got a trade for him. No, the Saints weren't trading Jameis Winston. Derek Carr went down. Jameis Winston had to play a game and a half. You need two quarterbacks. If you don't have two quarterbacks, I think it's something that the NFL will do moving forward. It's negligent to not have a good QB one and two. And there's so many quarterbacks coming into the league. These kids train. They uh, start young. They have quarterback coaches, these QB whisperers. They're ready to go. There's an influx of top quarterbacks coming. There's probably five NFL quarterbacks that are going to be drafted in the first round next year. And now these kids are talking about staying. I mean, you got this kid, Caleb Williams, actually putting out there that he wants some type of minority stake in whatever franchise drafts him. Yeah, the kid that threw three picks against Notre Dame over the weekend, his team put out there that, he wants to be a part owner of whatever team drafts him. Get real. Get real. I mean, I guess I, I, I can't knock the hustle. I appreciate the attempt, right? Tom Brady, the GOAT quarterback, got his small little stake of the Raiders, not even the Patriots, not even the Bucks of the Raiders. Tom Brady, shout out to Brady. He just came out there and said NFL football now is like flag football because he himself knows you can't touch anybody. You can't hit these guys. They're trying to take the physical part out of the game. It's tackle football. They don't want any more smash-mouth football. They got to keep these quarterbacks upright, the first string and second string. 
66-66. Now, I put out a tweet during the Yankee season watching the Yankees offense every night. <laughs> I said the Yankees offense without Aaron Judge is like watching an NFL offense without their starting quarterback. Little did I know that would be the Jets and the Giants, but think about what I'm saying there, right? You remove Aaron Judge, that's baseball. That's not supposed to be like football, right? The quarterback is calling the plays, throwing the ball, handing the ball off, touching the ball. Aaron Judge isn't taking every at-bat, but the Yankees were minimized without Aaron Judge. They should have had more hitters in the lineup. They should have had way more guys ready to go instead of defaulting into the bargain bin guys that they had. But there was one guy that stood up this year, and even though he struggled, I'm proud of this young man, Anthony Volpe. I feel like the Yankees didn't do right by him. I think they played too much into the marketing of him. Volpening day, New Yorker, Jersey kid, met Derek Jeter when he was eight years old. You know, shout out to his parents. They were Yankee fans. They pretty much brought him up a Yankee fan. His grandfather, all that was great. But you know what? If you're going to bring up a kid at 21 who turned 22 early on in the season, put him in a situation like the Houston Astros did with Jeremy Pena with talent all around him. There was not enough talent around him, but the kid still took on the challenge. He pretty much played every single game. And now, after his rookie season, a 2020 season, 20 stolen bases, 20 homers, that young man from New Jersey, the pride of New Jersey, Anthony Volpe, is nominated for a gold glove. He is one of the finalists for the gold glove award at shortstop, and I would love to see him get it. As much as we bash Cashman, and I'm included, I used to be a Cashman defender. I think as of like 2018, 19, that stopped. But we can give Cashman, Hal, and the Yankees organization some props for not trading Anthony Volpe. I feel like they should have done better for him if they knew, hey, IKF, the stopgap, the apple of their eye, uh, this guy didn't really stop much. Uh, by the time he got to the ALCS his first season, he had to go to Oswald Peraza, should have signed someone else. But if the whole plan was... We know we have Volpe coming up. He's a top prospect. Man, stack the deck around him, around Judge, around Garrett Cole. These guys can't do it alone. But I look at these guys as pillars of the franchise. I look at Garrett Cole, Judge, and Anthony Volpe as three guys we can depend on moving forward that are going to be stars. No matter what you say about Volpe's batting average, the kid had nine AAA games. He learned how to face major league pitching on the fly, and he gave us some moments, some walk-offs, grand slams. Big home runs in big moments to take the lead. Shoji was clutch. 2020 season and now is about to get a gold glove on top of it. We can talk about Anthony Volpe tonight and the future of the Yankees. It's hot stove time already. On Twitter, I said, hey, what do you guys want to talk about tonight? And people are already saying, who are the Mets and Yankees going to target? We got the ALCS and NLCS going on. Still got the World Series, but here it's stagnant. It's been weeks since the season, and we got to figure out who the Yankees need who the Yankees are going to get. I'm going to continue talking about Juan Soto. I think we should say Juan Soto's name every hour on this station like we say Aaron Rodgers' name so that the Yankees know, hey, this is something that you could do to get the fans all back on board, to right some of your wrongs and some of the mistakes you made, missing out on Bryce Harper or Manny Machado or Corey Seager or whoever else. If Juan Soto is out there and available, you give up what you got to give up to go get him. 877-337-6666. We got plenty to talk about. But those are the two things I wanted to throw out there, obviously. Uh, ALCS game three tonight. Max Scherzer on the mound. The Liberty are in Brooklyn trying to stay alive in the WNBA finals. We're definitely going to talk about the quarterback situation in the NFL. You need two guys 
We learned the hard way right here with the Jets and the Giants. McCole Hardman traded away from the Jets back to the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs fit into my narrative as well. What happened in the playoffs? Chad Henney had to come in when Patrick Mahomes went down. Chad Henney retired after that. That was a great moment for him. You need two quarterbacks. So Keith McPherson on the fan. We're going to talk football. We're going to talk baseball, maybe a little basketball. We're a week away from the Knicks and the Nets opening. We'll get into that later. But I got to take a break here. Call me up at 877-337-6666. We'll be right back after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. They let me get back-to-back five-hour shows. Let's go. All right. I don't have to say anything else, right? We got plenty of calls. You guys know what we're going to talk about. I came in with a couple storylines, but I want to hear from you. 877-337. A six is six and two more sixes get you on the show. Up, up. And away we go. Turn up your radio. John is in Somerset. First up on the fan. What's up going on, brother? I just like to say that that I appreciate you. I appreciate your your uh, different look on things, and uh, I wanted to talk about the Giants. Yeah, let's. Thank you. Um, I don't under like I I thought I understood football, and I just don't understand how we hit we jumped off such a ledge that we're that we're the defense is so bad. We get all these weapons, and we can't, still can't do anything. Yeah, see, we get all these weapons. List the weapons. <laughs> you thought Darren Waller was more of a weapon. You thought Paris Campbell was even a weapon. He's Now he's not playing. Uh, Jalen Hyatt, as a rookie, this kid in training camp said, I want to be offensive rookie of the year. How? Um, Wandale Robinson, you know, him coming back from an ACL injury. He's all right, but he's not that explosive. Like, I think... We embellished some. I think we thought there were more weapons because we were comparing them to David Sills and Richie James and Kenny Galladay, you know? That's that's true. And I just want to say one other thing. I think I saw, I listened to one of your first shows, and you were talking, you said something about your brother and that you're not going to talk about it because you don't. I think that people want to know who you are and, and what your, your your story is, and you should talk about anything you want. Yeah, so, I mean, Thank you for the call, John. I mean, I've spoken on on my brother and, and his passing. We just actually came up on eight years a week ago. Um, but I did get really emotional on the anniversary of Kobe Bryant's passing. And I told a story about the first time I went to Madison Square Garden 
I was 12. My brother was 22. He was living in the city after college. And that's just like a, you know, forever moment, core memory um, for me. And my brother and Kobe were the same graduating class. And yeah, I just, what I was saying with that was that I didn't want, I just didn't want to be emotionally compromised like that again on air. I was very green. I was very new and I didn't even expect it. But I, you know, when I put my notes together, I'm like, listening to WFAN that entire day, I'm like, I guess nobody on air was really a Kobe fan. I'm like, nobody spoke on Kobe? Like, <laughs> is this sports talk radio in New York? Like, nobody nobody gave Mamba his light? I'm like, well, I got to tell my story about bro bringing me to the garden, you know, the Mecca, to see Kobe. And that was around the time that I was an NBA free agent. As far as being a fan, I could have went to be a Laker fan, uh, could have been a Knicks fan. Uh, instead, I went with Jason Kidd and the Nets around that time. But, yeah, um, my brother lives through me. My brother is uh, a guy, or was, rest in peace, was a guy that, opposite of me, left where we grew up in the Jersey Shore area, went to FIT, lived in Brooklyn, lived in Queens, and pretended like he was from New York. <laughs> I used to hate that with him. When he would come home, he'd be like, it sucks down here. It's not lit like the city. Like, I want to go back. And then he would he would pretend he got his license changed to New York. And me being 10 years younger than him, I'm like, man, when I grow up, if I end up in the city where I did not want to be, the city was always scary to me, expensive to me, far to me. Um, <laughs> I was like, if I ever make it in the city or I ever work in the city, I'm a rep Jersey. I'm not going to be a, a pretender like you. But, you know, when I think about my brother now at 35, uh, you know, he would have been 45 he was so instrumental to me young because my parents got divorced when I was a kid. So, you know, without knowing it, he filled the void of like a father figure, but was still my brother. If you can understand like that 10 years, like age gap, like, you know, you're dealing with the older brother that's beating you and everything. So he's making you competitive, but then like, he also can keep you in line and teach you right from wrong. And uh, my brother looked out for me and, you know, he didn't get to see, what I've become over the last few years, but like he's living vicariously through me. He was such a New Yorker. Like if he, I, I like have visions of him being in like a cab and listening to WFAN and like him hearing my voice and being so pumped, like, yeah, Keith, let's go. So um, my brother, I talked about when I was talking about playing quarterback, right? So I come home and I tell him I'm, I'm, I'm mad. And I just like down after practice. And he's like, what's wrong with you? I told him they made me play quarterback, and he was excited for me. He was pumped. He, he's the one who put the ball in my hand. He went out, and he bought a uh, a college-sized football for a 12-year-old kid, 11-year-old kid. I was playing peewee football, and, you know, he wasn't that great of an athlete. I was definitely more athletic than him. I, I remember being faster than him before I could get out of high school. I remember being stronger. I remember him not wanting to throw with me by the time I was, like, a sophomore starting varsity quarterback. He's like, you're, you're starting to throw too hard. Like, I can't be out here catching the ball, but he put the ball in my hand. And he was the one that told me, hey, don't be afraid because everybody's going to look at you. <laughs> like That's why you don't want to play quarterback because everybody's going to look at you because when you watch the game, you're looking at the quarterback. Like, you 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 should play quarterback. And thank God I did. I was good enough to uh, win a state championship, be all state, get scholarships as a quarterback, go to college, graduate from college with a radio degree. But that's when I opened up and said to you guys, every level from peewee to midget to freshman ball – didn't play JV, varsity, college, didn't go any further than college. 
every level it gets harder and harder. And that's why I've got a ton of respect for these quarterbacks. That's why I don't bash Daniel Jones with no offensive line. And that's why I've been able to give credit to Zach Wilson, who got off the mat, who could have absolutely folded again, and who has actually shown us progress and shown us that he is a competitor and that he can play the position and that he's not just going to you know, throw the ball into the ground, take a sack, and fold. Like He's, he's, he's fighting, so I can give props to that. Let's go to Forked River and talk to Warren on the fan. What's up, Warren? What's going on, Keith? How are you? Good, man. Thanks for checking in. Absolutely, man. Listen, you're talking about your high school career, and a lot of these people that are listening right now don't really know what I know. So I was a graduate of Lacey Township, and uh, I'm three years younger than you. So when you were a freshman, when I was a freshman, you were a junior, and you came to Lacey Township and smacked us, went up and down the field. <laughs> it was <And> personal. <laughs> that one was it, personal. <laughs> it was. And I remember, I remember being the ball boy because the freshman team were doing, like, the chains and stuff like that. I was like, wow, man, like, that kid is amazing. And then as a, as a sophomore, you know, I was playing JV, and uh, we went to your place, and you guys had the O lineman that went to Penn State. Yeah, my so, boy Louie. We went out to Happy Valley, yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, we came out of nowhere and had a great year that year, and we upset you guys and beat you 10 nothing or 10 nothing. Yeah, I threw a pick one. in that game. Never get over it. The comeback route, it just the timing was off. It got picked. I'll never forget that one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow, you just you brought back some memories from that. I was short conference player that week. And my yeah. sophomore year, you guys beat us. So going into your place, junior year, there was like three thousand people at that game. I'm like, it was so personal. I'm like, I'm, I'm going all in. Yeah. I'm tearing these kids up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but what people got to know how dominant of a football player you were. And uh, you know, you talked about it very humbly, which is awesome to listen. It to. was a long time but, ago, and I didn't make it pro. Man, you know, <laughs> Wait, I'm a player to a player. I mean, I ended up playing quarterback at Lacey. And, you know, went to college, played at Maine, same division you played yeah, in. Yeah, you were and a boss, bro. I followed your career on Facebook. Um, shout out to Trav. Me and Trav always talk about you. You were a boss, though, too. You were you were really good as well. But people got to know, man, people, like, you were a dominant player. And I personally kind of influenced me as a young quarterback. As a, on the freshman Good. Team eight. I know I wore that eight, and then I saw you wearing that number eight. Absolutely, <laughs> man. I was rocking that eight for you, man. But um, that's all great, man. I'm glad you're doing well. And, I'm, you know, I, I enjoy listening to you guys. Uh, I was always a big Francesca fan when I was growing up. And then once I found out you were going on this thing, I was like, wow, man. Like, that That throws it all back. But um, you're doing a great job doing what you're doing right now. And you're great to listen to. And, um but, yeah, we talk about this. I'm a diehard Giant fan. And uh, it's like, you know, the Monday morning quarterback so hard on a team that loses. And you know how it is. They're, they weren't protecting real well. They gave up a lot of sacks. And uh, they say Danny Jones, you know, he really stares down receivers. But when you look at their pass game, they're just going three-step the whole time because they know they can't protect. So right. if the first read ain't there, you know, then he gets It's all connected. And, it changes. If you, if you know, if we know watching – and the defense knows, and the offensive coordinator knows, it changes everything. It's all connected. They got to dumb down the play calling. There's some things that they won't run. They'll be scared to run because they don't think they can protect. It's all connected. There's a reason that they're doing what they're doing. So I, I'm coaching phys ed, and I'm teaching phys ed and coaching football at the high school at Lacey. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to explain to, 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 to um, my coworkers, like, listen, if the, that, that game in Seattle when Dan Jones got sacked 11 times, if it, if it was – Anyone else that wasn't mobile, it might have been a world record that might not ever got broke. He would have got sacked 25 times. Right. But he, 
He made people elude. He eluded people, made people miss. He ran for 65 yards on two design run plays, all off. Yeah. You know, and, and, and Warren, there's folks saying, oh, he stepped out of bounds and that was a sack. And there was a, you know, when uh, there was a cowboy blitz coming off the edge, he didn't pick that up. I'm yeah. like, do you understand how hard it is in the moment to like keep taking hits and process all that information and like still be effective? Like it's near impossible. I made an analogy and I've been using it. I'm like, we had tropical storm Ophelia. It's like drunk driving through a storm. You're going to miss an exit. You're, you're going to miss the, the turn. You're, you're going to speed a little bit. You're going to swerve lanes because you're impaired. Daniel Jones was altered and impaired trying to quarterback in that Seattle game. Right. So I defend Dan Jones, but you know what? I also give props, like you said, to Tyrod that came in and, yeah. Um, you know, stepped in, stepped in and did his thing. Now, you know, he might have audible that thing at the half where he should have. You know, you know, it is what it is. And hasn't been in a game. Hasn't going. been in a game situation. You can't you can't simulate that in practice. Exactly, exactly. And you know what? If if Saquon jumps over a guy, it's like, wow, what a great play call. And rolls reverse <laughs> in the fourth quarter when they throw the ball, the kid don't hold him. You know, it's right. If the refs but just I'm do thinking, their job, I'm see thinking, a foul, call I'm, the foul. I'm, I'm already thinking. I'm already thinking. The front page of New York Post, Superman Saquon saves New York season with the dive over the goal line, you know what I mean, to keep us still alive. It's a game but, of inches. Yeah, can, it's a game of yeah, inches. Exactly, exactly. Man. But listen, I was just calling to say hi and check in with you, man. Hope you're, I'm glad you're doing great. I love listening to you guys. And uh, I just wanted to get listen. Everyone that's listening right now, the guy that's on the radio right now was a baller in high school. No, you are a baller, baller too, bro. I appreciate it for real. Thank you, Warren. Thanks for the call. No doubt. 877-337-6666. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't even remember a lot of high school football. And, you know, I'm not Uncle Rico out here. Like, yeah, uh, back in high school, I could throw a quarter, throw the football a quarter mile. Want to see me throw the football over that mountain? Like, I think it's cool, though, when somebody calls in to do it for me, though. 877-337-6666. We got a break, but... Yeah, um, hopefully that gives me a little more credibility when you hear me talking about Daniel Jones or uh, you, you hear me talking about Tyrod. I already told you I met Tyrod. I played with Tyrod at the Northeast Combine. And, like, you know, all of these things are connected. I'm not Sean Morash just yelling and screaming because I've been watching football on TV every Sunday since I was a kid. Like, I played. It's different. <laughs> Call me up. Enjoy the show. We'll be right back. New York, New York. It's the fan of New York. KM to AM, Keith McPherson, your nighttime host. Same thing as last night. Let's get right back into it. <laughs> Don't look now. Mad Max is locked in. He's doing his, uh, I'm a bulldog. I'm crazy stare. I'm so locked in. I hope this guy gets rocked. Like, I feel like a Mets fan. <laughs> Having to watch Mets games as a host on WFAN, I, I've gotten to uh, watch Max Scherzer blow it so many times. Like, I feel some kind of way about it. Like, I want to see this guy get rocked. It's not even about the Astros tonight. It's about this guy going on that stage and embarrassing himself the same way he did, I don't know, 10 times before this season. I'm over it. It's corny. Like, send this guy packing. He's he's a Hall of Famer, sure. Send him into retirement, making his first start since September 12th. He's locked in. He, like, joked about his uh, sim game that he threw. And how, oh, yeah, I never done one of those hungover. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't have been going so hard in the celebration with a bunch of guys that you have been around since, I don't know, the beginning of August, right after the deadline. Fake. I'm too real to be fake. I just, I see the fakeness in it. I'm like, I, 
I want him to be exposed. So that game's coming up in 10 minutes. The Liberty start around the same time. Let's take a couple calls before we get to the next break and the next update. Andy, out in Los Angeles, you're on the fan in New York. Hey, uh, what's up, Keith, man? I, I really appreciate uh, everything. You know, I started listening to you when you started and just really appreciate it. My longtime fan, uh, listener, and I've never called in years and years. But ding, ding, ding. I feel that. like I'm getting a lot of those lately. I'm getting a lot of calls. People are like, I've never called in. I think it's because I specifically shout out all the people that listen and never call. Like, it's great when you actually say, all right, I want to join the show, and I hope my show feels like that. I hope it feels welcoming. I know I listen to some of the other shows, and I'm like, I wouldn't want to call. They're, they're, they're trying to rush people <laughs> off. They're so short with people condescending. I'm like, I want to have the opposite vibe once we get to the nighttime. Yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate it, man. And I do want to I want to talk about Zach Wilson, but being in L.A., I want to touch on Kobe because you brought Kobe up. Yeah. And as, as a guy that grew up in New York, I started – you're from Queens, my family, but I grew up with the high school in North Jersey, Burn County. I played high school football, too. Um, I moved to L.A., been here 16 years, so I got to experience Kobe winning titles around this L.A. fanatic culture that is very, I've realized, is so prestigious being out here and being around that kind of fandom. Mm-hmm. I grew to love Kobe, love Kobe. And it hurts me every day that he's not here. But I just want to give you perspective as a New Yorker moving to L.A. And being from a Knicks family, I also loved the Nets during the Jason Kidd days. You know, I really learned to love this culture, and, and Kobe's part of that. Uh, so, yeah, I just want to touch on that. Um, I'm right there with you, man. And- Kobe's a godlike figure out there. You see his face and uh, these different murals and art that they have out there. My sister lives in West Hollywood, so I go out there every year, um, you know, Man, like Kobe, Kobe is an icon out there. It's different. Like I said, last year or maybe it was two years ago when when Kobe's passing came, I'm like, we didn't. No one mentioned this on the fan at all. I'm like, this is like, I was hurt. I, like I was literally hurt that whole day. Um, I, I don't know. You know, I I, I think it's a generational yeah. thing too. I'm the youngest host on the fan, so like I literally grew up watching Kobe from the time he was going to prom with Moesha Brandy to hanging oh, it up wow. and 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 what he dropped 60 in his final game yeah yeah i also got to see him play that final season and that was worth it you know and he put up 21 that night um but yeah i really appreciate your thoughts on that and you're right like i wish more new yorkers were paying attention to that but yeah just giving a big one-up for kobe forever but quick zach wilson i'm a huge jets fan um, I'm with you on that storyline. Why is Aaron Rodgers even bothering trying to come back? I feel like I'm a, I'm into Zach Wilson. I want this kid to succeed more than ever. So if he's going to get a little bit better every game, by the time, and, and this is if hypothetically they, they get through and are about to enter the playoffs with Zach Wilson, the kid might be at a point where he's turned the corner even more into the playoffs. <laughs> That's, that was my open last night. I said Aaron Rodgers wants to be the story so bad, but if you actually look at the Jets, we should be celebrating these defensive players, the, the, the Williams brothers. We should be celebrating Zach Wilson because we tore this kid down, we left him for dead, and we know what he is. We've accepted what he is. He's not one of the best quarterbacks. He's a low-tier quarterback, but he's progressing enough 
they can win with him. And if he keeps learning from his own mistakes and progressing, maybe they get to the playoffs. And the story is Zach Wilson is the quarterback to end the drought for the Jets. And just like we saw Daniel Jones propel the Giants to a victory in the playoffs last year, why can't Zach Wilson do the same thing? He hasn't won them a game yet. Maybe that'll come in round one of the playoffs. Oh, no, Aaron Rodgers will be back. I'm sorry. Aaron Rodgers' Achilles is healing at a miraculous uh, rate because of his ayahuasca treatment. So move out of the way, Zach. Uh, he's coming back. And Zach would, he, gladly. He's a, he's an Aaron Rodgers fan like anyone else. He would, he would gladly move out of the way. But I just feel like it's a Jedi mind trick for the fan base and for the Jets. Like, oh, play, play harder. Play more inspired football because the light at the end of the tunnel is you're getting your quarterback back. Yeah, and I'll tell you this, Keith, one before I go. You know, living out here, none of my friends are Jets fans, so they love picking on me when the Jets are bad, but they were silent after the Eagles, like, just quiet on my group thread, like nobody's saying a thing. Even when I put in, like, hell yeah, Jets win with a guess or something, not a word, because they just don't have fun when they yeah. make fun of the Jets doing that. And the Jets <laughs> ruined all their parlays, <laughs> so they had nothing That's to laugh right. about. They had nothing to say because yeah. the Jets blew all their bets. That's true. Well, thanks, Keith. I really appreciate you, man. Keep up all the awesome work. I'll be I'll be listening every night as, as much as I can. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. All the way across the country, listening on the free Odyssey app. Shout out to you if you're not in New York, but you listen to us on the app. All of these shows uh, you can listen to 24 hours rewinding in the app, and they get podcasted in the Odyssey app. So uh, even if you're three hours behind or uh, you, you have to go to sleep in an hour or two, you don't have to miss anything. It's all there for you. 877-337-6666. Let's take a break. I got to get these games on. I got to put one on the MacBook, one on the big screen. No guests tonight. I want to hear from everybody. If you've wanted to call WFAN and you never have, now's your chance. If you want to talk to me, now's your chance. It's wide open until 12. Keith McPherson on the fan. We'll be right back. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.